0: Welcome to everyone tonight. If we have any guests, I don't necessarily see offhand, but if you're a guest tonight, we welcome you. We're glad to have you in service with us tonight. Joining us online, we welcome you. Part of this service as well. Would you stand? I, I want to, uh, before I get into what I feel to uh, share this evening. I, I want to preface. This is, this is my opinion, my perspective, so hear me, please. But I, I feel like, you know, Brother Middleton, I feel like sometimes people, I don't know if it's intentionally or not, but they kind of find some soapboxes to get on and stay on. And, and, and I think there can be different motives. And sometimes I think it's because if you can find a soapbox, you can get a niche in the market, the preaching market. Then then I think sometimes we we like to make mountains out of molehills and you know all those other things. And and I try to be very conscientious of that. And then and then also I've said this many times, I said this as recently as the small groups seminar when I did my session. One of the most at least from my perspective, one of the most common health issues you hear about in our world today is autoimmune diseases my understanding my layman's fundamental understanding of an autoimmune disease is the body attacking itself no it's not probably that simple but that's and and i am of the opinion that one of our biggest problems in the church today is autoimmune diseases because we get to attacking stuff in the body we get to focusing in on criticizing this and Whatever else, taking stands about that, and and that that becomes the focus. So I say all of that because I I don't want to. I don't want to do that. (laughs) It's it's my goal. It's my desire. I try to be conscientious of not doing that. And so I, I hope and pray that that's not this this evening. But I I said something two Thursday nights ago as I was teaching, and and uh, I, I will reference it again here this evening. But to see where the Lord takes this. And I just, I hope and pray that my motive, spirit, understanding is is right in this. So Matthew chapter 4, begin reading with verse number 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw, two other, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And verse 23 says this, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He went all over the place preaching the gospel of the kingdom we know the word preaching can mean proclaiming so i think it would be safe to say it this way he went teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people matthew twenty-four fourteen says and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world For a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. And then, Mark 16 and 15, Jesus said, He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach what? The gospel to every creature. I'm going to talk to you tonight. I don't know. I Media, di- Brother Tino needs a title, so I'll let him pick. The Gospel of the Kingdom. Spread the Gospel. May I, I may throw another one out there by the end of it, so we'll see. Father, thank you for the privilege once again of being in your presence. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your spirit that has worked and moved in this place. God, I thank you. I believe. We can't see it with our natural eyes but with the eyes of faith I believe there's some strongholds that have come down in this place tonight and there's some people that are leaving this place different and I pray that by your grace you would help them to maintain that victory that they have won here tonight and I pray God that you would continue ministering in this service and that you would do that through your word that you would speak to us as individuals as well as, as a congregation Lord to further equip us to further prepare us to further send us into what it is you've called us to do what you've called us to be I trust you tonight I depend on you Lord I want to I want to be a vessel that speaks what you want spoken I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to say my ideas my thoughts my philosophies my concepts that that's not what your people need to hear God they need to hear what you would desire to say, so I pray that you would help me to be a conduit through which you can speak. I trust you I depend on you tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In the Gospels, hear me closely, please, in the Gospels, not in the Bible as a whole, in the Gospels, you find the word church, at least in the English, you find it three times. All three of those times are found in the book of Matthew. And two of those three times, that word church is in the same verse. In Matthew as well, in this term at least according to the King James and a concordance search in the King James, this term is found 32 times in Matthew, and that is the kingdom of heaven. And then throughout all four Gospels, you will find 54 times the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God is 86 times throughout the Gospels, and the church, the word church, is only three times. That's a pretty significant ratio. I don't know why it seems like I'm on a streak in services right now of making a point of difference between words and things we've begun to use interchangeably. And so here it is again tonight. The church and the kingdom are not one in the same. I, I, my opinion, please hear me, my opinion is we, have, we oftentimes think of those two things interchangeably. They are not the same. And that's really not, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that this evening, I don't think. But, but it's important if you haven't really heard that, if you don't know that, you need to know that. I could say it this way, the kingdom is bigger than the church. The kingdom preceded the church. Jesus declared when He showed up, I've come declaring the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. It wasn't until the book of Acts that the church came into existence. I hope this isn't a trend. I feel like I'm doing more teaching in preaching settings than I usually do. I, I like to preach. I just like to preach. I like to spit some. I like to get sweaty that's not cool anymore. You're supposed to have your tight skinny jeans with holes and shirt that's too tight and just have a conversation. I'm not there. I, I hope they're not watching. I hope they don't hear. But one of, I'll at least say it this way, not the Wednesday morning prayer group. Another prayer group I'm now starting to go to, we, we were doing a little prayer walk. We actually met up in Brooklyn Park the other day, and we walked from a church down to the neighborhood where the shooting took place, and we're walking along, and I'm looking at at uh, 60% of, I'm, only, I'm talking about eight people, so don't get, you know, but 60% of that group, I'm like, man, I, they got T-shirts, skinny jeans, and shoes with ankle socks. so original. You say, well, your coat and tie is, yeah, but that's old-fashioned, so i Why was I saying all of that? Why was I saying all of that? What? Yeah, I want to preach. Yeah. I don't know what I'm teaching more than I'm preaching now, though. Brother Barr, I appreciated that so much this morning. You, you had a moment there where you lost your train. You made me feel so good. Although the older people doing that doesn't make me feel better. It's when the young folks start doing that that makes me feel better. Not that Brother Barr is much older than I am. Let's, so let's, let's. I think this is where we were going, I think. The, the church came into existence in Acts kingdom preceded the church, and the kingdom will succeed the church. You say, well, Brother Wright, what's important? Well, first of all, the importance is you need to know what you and I are doing here tonight and what we are a part of tonight is so much bigger than what's in this room or what we do in this room. The kingdom of God is not limited to a location and in essence, the church isn't either in a, in a certain context. But my point is, that the kingdom is bigger. And here's the thing, and this is, this is in some of my preliminary remarks, this is kind of what I'm, I guess I'm referencing. I, I don't want to get nitpicky here, but, but I think we've gotten more focused on the gospel of the church than we have the gospel of the kingdom. fact, I think, and I I speak for myself in this, and and I've been thinking about this a little bit with regards to just my ministry and and, and to this point, I've spent a lot more time focused on trying to do God's job than doing what is my job. And in one context of that, I've spent a lot of time trying to build a church We got to build the church. We got to get more people in the church. We got to grow the church. Jesus said, "Upon this rock, I will build my church. Your job is to preach the gospel." Look look at this in Acts. Acts one. This is the book of Acts here. The New Testament, Acts 1, verse 1, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the church. No. Oh, forty days speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Acts eight twelve. 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. He preached the gospel, he preached the kingdom, and then they got baptized. We spend a lot of time trying to get people baptized, not telling them about the kingdom. Acts 28, 30. This is Paul. This is the Apostle Paul. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house. Last chapter. This is the last chapter. In fact, it's the last couple of verses in the last chapter of the book of Acts. Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God. And teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. I want to mess with some stuff. How many of this is this is really is not a trick question? So you can answer. How many of you believe? I, how many of you believe we are supposed to be evangelistically minded? We are we are supposed to go and tell people about Jesus. That's the Great Commission, right? Did you read what that said? Paul dwelt in his own hired house and received all that came to him. Hear me out now. He wasn't out knocking doors telling everybody he met. They came to him. And when they came to him, he told them about the kingdom. Apparently there was something significant enough about Paul that it was drawing people to him not to him as a person but to what he had what 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 he had experienced and he spends 2 years people coming to him and him telling them about the kingdom of God not about the church I don't have to, if you know anything about me, you know I love the church. I love church. I love coming to church. I love all, I love all of it. I'm a church junkie. I don't ever get enough church. I don't ever get enough preaching. But the problem is this isn't just about church. In any, in any context of that word. Not just simply, I don't I know we've heard that, and bishops taught it, and I've said it and others. I, I don't mean just it's not about church in the sense of just coming here. It's not just about the church. The kingdom. And Jesus went about spreading the gospel of the kingdom. I said this a couple of Thursday nights ago. I felt like the Lord dropped this in my spirit a couple of weeks ago when I was up at youth camp and doing some reading, rereading through the book. Uh, the Simplest Way to Change the World, the book about hospitality I shared a couple of months ago. And then I feel like the Lord dropped this, dropped this into my spirit. You, we, we were not commissioned to go spread the plan of salvation. The commission was to go spread the gospel. I don't know that this is the best analogy, but at this point it's the best I've come up with. And I'll use one that's got some great terminology that really fits: King's Dominion. Let me, let me see if I can try to put it in these terms of what's it mean that the, the, the spreading the gospel versus just spreading the plan of salvation? And again, I said this a couple of Thursday nights ago. Don't, don't mishear me. I believe in the plan of salvation even though that terminology is not in the bible i checked today i searched for plan of salvation it's not that phrase is not in the bible i don't think there's anything wrong with using that phrase but but the term is not i think it, i think when what we mean when we say that is accurate and it's okay I believe there is a plan of salvation that, and I believe there is a plan. I don't believe all roads lead to heaven. Because that's what the Bible says. But but here's the here's here here's kind of the difference between spreading the the gospel of the kingdom and spreading the plan of salvation. If I got any I'm 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 retired from this as most of y'all well know, but I got any roller coaster lovers here tonight? Yeah, got some what somebody help me out. What's what's some of the popular ones now at King's Dominion? What's some of their Nobody knows? Nobody goes to King's Dominion anymore? I know it's not the rebel yell, that's the wooden roller coaster of the past. Man, I can't believe nobody can help me here. Nobody knows any of the popular roller coasters at Kings of Minion right now? You don't know? Wow. What, Jacob, you know what? Called the, the what? The Griffin? Yeah, what's it do? Do you know what's it? Hangs you off the side before it drops you. I'm good. Thank you very much. You see that spreading the gospel of the kingdom would be, if any of you knew more than details about the roller coasters, it'd be, man, Kings and Minions got this roller coaster, and and it's got that roller coaster, and and they got cotton candy, and they got soft serve ice cream, and they got popcorn, and and they got barbecue, and they got this, and and they got that that. That's telling you about the kingdom. Here's what we have a tendency to do. Would you like to buy a ticket? Have a ticket that's going to cost you $55. You want a ticket? For what? Don't worry about it. Just buy the ticket. You have to have the ticket if you want to get in. Get into what? Get into where? Don't worry about it. Just buy the ticket. Repent. Be baptized. Get the Holy Ghost. I, I kind of feel some of y'all going, does Bishop, Bishop know what Pastor's saying tonight? I promise you, if he doesn't, he will. And you don't have to worry. I, I, I believe you must be born again. Don't get, don't, don't mishear me tonight. I believe it with all of my heart. You can't see or enter the kingdom without it. But why do you want to get into something if you don't know what it's about? Thankfully, a lot of people bought the ticket. Got into the park and went, "Wow! This is amazing." I'm glad I bought the ticket. Here's the Here's the other problem we struggle with. And you know, I've I've said it, this is one of the areas in the last Six to nine months at least, the Lord's been hammering on me for. The problem is, it's a lot easier to measure how many tickets you sell than it is to measure how many people you tell about the kingdom. People don't post on Facebook about how many people got told about the kingdom. Seventy-five people bought a ticket. I feel like Bishop gets up and he messes all kinds of everybody like, yeah. And I get up and y'all are like, what? You 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 you're not allowed to do that. Like I said recently, I'm 51 now. I ain't, I mean, if I'm not old enough to say some stuff, I don't know when I'm gonna be old enough to say it. Here's the other problem some of us have. We 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 struggle with confidence of how to tell somebody all about the ticket. And and, and there's you know you you need to know the word of God. You need. Let me tell you something. I learned a couple. Of, I learned this just a couple of years ago. A person that doesn't really know a lot about the Bible, that all they've heard is the Trinity all their lives. You can give them the Father. Husband, son, analogy, and they buy into the one God, no problem. What, what do you mean? You're, well, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a son. How many people am I? You're only one. Okay, well, oh, that makes sense. I've told it before, but for several years in a row, every semester I was going to Severn School, speaking to their 8th grade class, their religious beliefs class. Bishop did it one time and then passed the baton, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You go there and you had two 40-minute, what do you call it, class? Uh, Period, there you go. You'd have two 40, 40, 45-minute periods. Each class had two completely different set of students, anywhere from probably 15 to 25 students, and it was open game, say everything you want about what you believe. One God, baptism in Jesus' name, separated lifestyle. I'm here to tell you what an apostolic believes, and nobody can shut me up. That's why I was invited here. And every single time I'd give the... the, I'd give the explanation. We're we're a little bit different than a lot of Christians. We believe we only believe in one God. We don't believe in the Trinity. We believe Father, Son, Holy Ghost is three separate manifestations of one God, not three separate co-equal persons. And I'd watch eighth graders sit there. Many of them were probably raised Catholic. I'd watch them sit there as lights would go off in their eyes, and they would go, yeah, that makes sense. And every time, at the, at the, a couple of days later, you would get from each class, there was an appointed student that was responsible for introducing you and stuff, and that student would send a thank you letter. And almost every single time, without fail, one of them would reference that, you know what, that, that, that point you I'd never heard that point you made before about the Trinity. That makes sense. But I'm going to tell you something, and I've experienced this firsthand now. You sit down with a person that knows their Bible, And you give them your little father, husband, son, and they're like, yeah, but. And you're like, yeah, but I wasn't expecting that. I thought you were just going to believe it because it's the truth. And it is the truth. And so we deal with something very similar when it comes to the plan of salvation. Much of Christianity believes all you got to do is accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And they're going to quote Romans, and they're going to quote a few other things. They're going to quote John 3.16. And because some of us haven't studied to show ourselves approved enough, we're afraid to tell people the plan of salvation. Because what am I going to do if they come back with a rebuttal? i got good news for you tonight. I don't know anywhere where you were necessarily commissioned just to go tell the plan of salvation. But you were commissioned to go spread the gospel of the kingdom. And what does the word gospel in its very basic of definitions mean? Is there anybody here tonight that can't tell some good news about the kingdom? Is there anybody here tonight that can't tell what it was like that once you were lost but now you're found? Is there anybody tonight that can't tell about deliverance that you got in the kingdom? About victories you've won in the kingdom? About broken marriages that were put back together in the kingdom? About wounds from your past that were healed in the kingdom? Yes, you gotta have a ticket to get in the kingdom. But it sure helps to know what you're spending your money on. I understand that Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus—he he went to being born again, which is what we would refer to as sort of the plan of salvation. But I think I can say this in the context of what I'm preaching here tonight. If you look at Nicodemus' words in the first couple of verses of John 3, he'd already been seeing the kingdom, he'd already been hearing about the kingdom. He'd already been hearing about the miracles and the things that were being taught and the things that that were being done. And so he comes to Jesus and says, Hey, we we know that, that anybody doing this kind of stuff has got to be somebody special. And then from there, Jesus goes into, Well, if you want to enter the kingdom, you got to be born again if you want to see the kingdom. But his appetite was already being wet by, by the kingdom. By the kingdom. By the kingdom. Philip goes preaching the kingdom. Paul spends two years preaching the kingdom. Jesus spends his last 40 days on this earth talking about the things pertaining to the kingdom. Of course, there could be another reason why we like to focus on the plan of salvation than talking about the gospel of the kingdom. Because it's hard to talk about the good news of the kingdom if you're not in the kingdom. Well, I've been born again, so I'm in the kingdom. To be in the kingdom, the king has to be in charge. The king has to be on the throne. In fact, see if I can mess with your theology a little bit more here tonight. You can be in the church without the king being on your throne. Or at least you can buy your ticket to get in the church. Oh, hallelujah. Kinda of hard to go telling everybody about how great the kingdom is if I don't have the king on the throne. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the the gospel. Well that was still that was still the gospels. That was still really technically that was still the old testament. The, 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 the plan of salvation hadn't been implemented yet the way it is in the New Covenant. Do you think Jesus could not have simply said, if that was really the—I mean, I know it was the case—but do you think if that was the problem, a problem, Jesus could not have said, you know, I'm, I'm about to leave here, so you need to go preach the plan of salvation? He said, "I want you to go preach the gospel of the kingdom." So. I, Go back to a point I've already, I think, made. Maybe didn't fully finish. We 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 like to do all of those things that we can easily measure. I uh, I I referenced it this morning. I I don't necessarily want to say a name because I don't want some of you to get. I don't need that. You just have nothing else out of curiosity. You'll go check it out, but you know there there's uh, there's a couple of singers and groups that you know that was that was my childhood, if you will. One of those groups that in the early years, it's kind of funny. <laughs> in my teen years, this group uh, they 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 got to the point that there was there was. Uh, my wife's parents were one. I don't remember if my parents because I, I wasn't as into them as much at this point as I was. But my wife's parents wouldn't let her listen to them because they were so they were so out there. That's the the Imperials. If you if you were to go and 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 listen to some of the Imperial songs from the 80s, you'd be like, what in the world? That y'all wouldn't y'all weren't allowed to listen to that? What? Back in the day when they were a little bit kind of more southern gospel, they ended up being a little more contemporary Christian music. And again, if you don't know this about me, I like it all. I like from I don't like bluegrass. But southern gospel to the other end. And most of it in between. And so one of the really one of the most well-known singers of that group is Russ Taft and uh, sang with the Gaither vocal, vocal band for a little while, and did some solo stuff, and, and there's a documentary, it's it's really, it's it's actually really sad, but there's a documentary, it's on YouTube, He was raised in a Pentecostal preacher's home, a Pentecostal preacher who was an alcoholic, preach on Sundays and go drive off someplace Sunday night, get so drunk, he'd spend a night or two in the car very abusive and wow. Blows my mind. Can you can you I, I don't I don't I don't understand how God has the restraint that He has. It really is an amazing thing. I'm just telling you right now, if I was God, there'd be so many lightning bolts getting shot all day long. I'd be zapping people left and right. You would too. He got to. He started winning Dove Awards, and I think he even won a couple Grammys in the gospel music category. He got to talking about how that every he he you know before he won his first award, if I could just win an award, that's gonna validate me, and that's gonna. And then he won the first one. It did. And he won the next one. And it didn't. And it every time he won an award, he kept just looking, the next one's gonna be the one that makes me feel like I've arrived and I made it. And 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 that's the problem with living based on the things we can measure. Because there's always somebody bigger, there's always somebody better, there's always somebody that's got more. And yet, we, the enemy tricks us into continuing to focus on measuring and defining success by the things that are really not what we're supposed to be defining success by. Brother, Brother I know anybody really could answer this, but I know Brother Spriggs has got some farming experience here. Brother Spriggs, when that when that farmer goes out in the springtime and he's plowed that field, gets done plowing, goes in, he has dinner and gets a good night's rest. If he goes out the next day, just plowed, even went ahead and just sowed, if he goes out the next day and doesn't bring back a crop of what he sowed, is he a failure? Absolutely not. Why is it we have bought in to false agriculture by the devil? Because when we sow seed one day and don't reap it the next, he convinces us we're a failure. If you tell somebody about Jesus today and they don't get baptized tomorrow, you have failed. Am, am, I, am I all right? Am I, y'all, am I helping anybody? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't usually fish, but I'm I'm, I'm off my game a little bit, so I'm fishing. Why, why in the world do we... We fully understand the natural principle. And yet every time we meet somebody that doesn't know Jesus, it is only success if they speak in tongues and get baptized that day. Can I I be transparent with you? First time I've ever been transparent with you. Thank you for those laughs. That makes me feel like I'm doing my job. Thank you. I mean that sincerely. I've been struggling the last couple of Sunday mornings with the direction that I've been ministering on. Because can, can we really end a service without trying to get people to get the Holy Ghost? Especially on a Sunday morning. I mean, that's our evangelistic service. And you're given an altar call or you're not even given no. an altar call. And you're not trying to get people to repent and get baptized and get the Holy Ghost. According to what Jesus said and what the apostles demonstrated, if you can get the message of the kingdom across sufficiently, the other's going to follow. But I don't think the flip side is the automatic case that just because you get somebody willing to get into the church, that doesn't mean they're willing to buy into the kingdom. I've heard, some of, I probably shouldn't tell y'all this because I don't know, but I've heard this is actually a thing for some, for some pastors, and I don't mean non-denominational or other denomination, I mean for some Pentecostal pastors, that they have a 300-mile a, a rule. That when they go out of town for vacation. When they get outside of that 300 miles or whatever it is, things that they wouldn't do back home, they now do. Places they wouldn't go back home, it's okay to go if you're outside the 300 miles because nobody's going to see you. That's what happens with a church mentality. I said, that's what happens with a church mentality. But you don't do that with a kingdom mentality. Because I can't get outside of the radius of the kingdom. Wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, the kingdom is there. And the king is on the throne. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to brag, boast, whatever, but I don't live by a different set of rules when I go out of town than I do here. I don't live by a different set of convictions when I travel than I do here. You younger generation probably don't even know this, but some of us were raised that you didn't go to the theater. You didn't go to the movie theater. That's the devil's place. There's a significant majority of the people here now. You go to the movies, or you've been, or you would go if something was, it was a whole lot cheaper just to wait until it comes out and you can watch it at home. But you know what? And and that's just like the same thing. Many of us were raised. You, you you couldn't have a TV. You weren't allowed to have a TV. And then for a long time, it continued. If you were a licensed minister in the United Pentecostal Church, you still weren't allowed to have one. And that's I've heard. I got a few people. Well, well you know, and I didn't. I didn't change this. Bishop's the one that. So don't. I've had a few old timers. Well. I remember back in the day, we weren't allowed to do I didn't say you could do it now. Bishop said, get mad at me. I didn't change the rules. Do you know what? All, All those years when it was not allowed, I didn't go when I was out of town. And guess what? I still don't go now. It's so ingrained in me. My kids go to the theater. It is so ingrained in me. I don't go. I don't preach that that's wrong because I don't, I don't see how you can tell somebody it's wrong to go to the theater and watch something if it's okay for them to watch the same thing in their living room. It's not about where you're watching. It's about what you're watching. Some of you are worse off because you watch stuff in the privacy of your home that you've got absolutely no business watching. That's worse than going to the theater and watching something that's not too bad. Oh, Halloween, Why am all over the place? This isn't about the church, this is about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. He said, I'm going to build my church. But that's not where he started. He started with preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, verse number 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's anointed me to preach the good news. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to again make something out of nothing, but I'm 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 trying to help us because I The scripture I read to you says that in the last days before the end comes, the gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached in all the world. It did not, it could have, if it was supposed to have said it under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, it could have said that the plan of salvation was going to be preached all over the world. It did not say that. It said the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. I wonder, and I'm just throwing this out there off the top of my head, hopefully it's the Holy Ghost, but I wonder if part of the reason it said that is because because the application of the church varies depending upon where you are. The church is the called-out ones. If I'm not mistaken, the definition of the church is plural, the called-out ones. It's not the called-out one You, you, you need more than you, but you can be in the kingdom and be in Timbuktu all by yourself. but I know there's a, you need the body, you don't go to heaven by yourself. I know all of that. It, it blows my mind how we want to take the exceptions and use them as our excuse. We want to use the one far out thing and make that our cop out. the kingdom kingdom is bigger than a than a location the the kingdom is bigger than a group of people the kingdom oh boy here we go the kingdom is bigger than a church's brand name i'm all about being apostolic as much as everybody else is but the kingdom is not labeled apostolic You know, there's going to be some people in heaven that didn't have the same brand name on the package as you because it's about the kingdom. Yes, they're going to have to have obeyed the same plan of salvation, believe the same Bible, followed the same things the Word of God said, but they're going to have a different label on it. You got to. Short sleeve shirt on with a collar and a couple buttons down the front. We call that a polo shirt. That's the, I guess that's just that's what the style of it is. But for me, my vain side, a polo shirt to me has got that little guy on the horse. Not the one. Not U.S. Polo Association. No offense to anybody. The bottom line is this you can have Ralph Lauren. You can have Tommy Hilfiger. You can have Old Navy. You can have Kmart. That's a throwback. That came out before I realized it. Some young people are sitting there going, What in the world is Kmart? It's the father of Walmart, <laughs> the godfather of Walmart. Know what? At the end of the day, I'm on, here. I go. I'm messing. I'm not. I'm not on medication. I know some of y'all. That, is he, on, he must be on meds. I'm not on meds. I haven't had painkillers since Friday morning. I'm good. My system is clear. My head is clear. I might be safer if I was on meds. I don't. It, at the end of the day, can, can, can I, let me let you in on a little secret. Brother Milton, I need somebody to pull my coattail. Come on, help me out. <laughs> let me let you in on a little secret. We, In the last several years, we've all, I say we, I've been doing it. We've all been riding this horse. Well, we're not Pentecostal. We're apostolic. I got my wing. We're, we're apostolic. I don't know how much you've been listening lately. I'm seeing these people on, see, in, on screens with their skinny jeans and everything else declaring they are apostolic. And Everybody that's holding to being apostolic is going, Oh God, what are we going to do? Hopefully we're going to wake up. And realize this isn't about trying to find some niche in the market that we can ride our high horse. We just want to see the kingdom. At the end of the day, what is the principles of the kingdom? What is the kingdom all about? Notice, notice. Or teach us to pray. All right, here's, here's the pattern. This isn't what you say. Here's the pattern to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Thy church come. Uh, let me remind you, some of you may not really be aware of this, and I mean that sincerely. The Bible was not written in English. Greek, Hebrew, it's not just a random synonym, or it's not just simply a synonym. It is intentional. He said, this is how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. You let me worry about building the church, you pray for my kingdom." Because if my kingdom will be established, my church is going to get established. I've already referenced it now, but here we go, Matthew 16, verse number 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and i will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven i'm gonna build my church but i'm giving you keys to the kingdom you let me worry about building my church i want you to build the kingdom i will i want you to do some kingdom business Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. I I, I am mindful. This can be detrimental, but I I also think it's a positive thing as long as it's held in check. I am mindful almost every single time I teach and preach in this sanctuary in a service that it is being live streamed. Years ago, You wanted to, the message from the service you had to you had to buy a cassette tape or get the CD in fact, if you don't know this there's that little glass back there where where the Spanish interpretation takes place do you know why that was initially put in there? That was to be the spot where you went and bought CDs of the messages. All some of y'all know now about CDs is some kind of financial thing. CDs are just what you get at the bank, and most of us ain't got no CDs. For years, Sister Brenda Spitzer ran the tape ministry. After service, the sound man would rush the cassette down to Sister Brenda. And everybody had their fingers crossed. Oh Bishop, it wasn't Bishop back then, it was Pastor Wright, but meaning Pastor Chester Wright, but it was, oh Bishop, please don't make it a two-tape message. It's a whole lot easier to duplicate the cassettes when it's only one. When you get into two tapes, Bishop, that makes everything a whole lot more challenging. You gotta keep it under ninety minutes, Bishop. He rush them and they had this machine, it was about this wide and you put the master. And then I think, I think it was a three-tape. I think we, when we were high class, when we had a three-tape duplicator. And that thing would high speed spin through. You'd take home your message. The good thing about that was, if you said something, you didn't want the world to know, you just told the sound man, bring me the tape tonight. <laughs> I think we ought to at least work on a seven-second delay for our broadcast like they have on live TV. We need a signal that I can tell the sound booth. Eh, hit the Bleep that out real quick, real quick. But in all seriousness and sincerity, I am mindful of the fact I have no idea who is out there listening, watching, or who will in the future, and it's very easy to access. And as I've said, I will say again, I'm more than willing to offend somebody if it's what God told me to say. But I'm not interested in the responsibility of offending someone over what I just wanted to say. So I I hope, sometimes I pray, Lord, please don't let so-and-so ever hear this message. Not necessarily because they were named, but they may not be willing or able to receive it. And I, I I'm, I'm just going to tell you in the last couple of months, I'm challenged. I'm very, I taught on it several Thursday nights without live stream. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being challenged week after week now. I believe with all of my heart we have truth. I, I, I'll take a few more amens on that if you agree. I believe we have truth. I like, at least as far as the basic options. If I'm if I want a burger, Five Guys is pretty much my burger of choice. My wife likes the burger joint in near Mission Barbecue. But you know what? If you want a burger and you don't like Five Guys, if your choice is Wendy's or apparently. There's still enough people in the world, their choice is McDonald's, because there's still McDonald's everywhere. Every now and then I get a McDonald's burger for old times' sake. And every time I get one now and I'm eating it and looking at it, I'm like, "What? what is this? In fact, I did that last Sunday on my way to the dedication service. In Gl- I pulled in McDonald's in Serena Park and got me a cheeseburger from McDonald's. I took bites and I looked at it. And I took bites and I looked at it. When it comes to all of those things, pick what you like, pick what you want. But, folks, this this is church, and, and the kingdom is not about your preference, your taste. So I believe I'm here because I believe what we believe doctrinally to the best of my ability and my own personal study. I believe we're, we're teaching and preaching what the Bible says, but but there's some things that Christianity's got to grasp on a few things a little better than we do. Oh boy! Uh, can y'all keep that cassette tonight? Because you know what? I hear it week after week. Talking about, we, we, let's go spread the gospel. We need to go spread the gospel. The only hope that our city has is the gospel. The, the only hope that this county has is the gospel. And again, hear me. You've got to have the right ticket to get in the kingdom. But I wonder if somehow you and I could get focused on the fact that our job, first and foremost, and I pray that if what I preach tonight is out of context or in any way inaccurate, that would be fine with me if just the Lord took care of it by himself. I think sometimes I'd rather have this the Lord's rebuke than I would some other people. I won't call any names like my dad, you know. I, I believe you've got to repent, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in other tongues. You've got to be born again to get into the kingdom. But I wonder what would happen in this county if you and I would get more focused on preaching the kingdom. Blessings and the benefits of the kingdom. And then trust that God's going to whet some appetites to say, you know what, you, you, you can you tell me a little bit more? You, there's something a little different about you. I don't mean this to boast, brag, whatever else, but several weeks ago we got done with the one of those prayer meetings I've been participating in. And one of the guys. He stopped me. he said, man, you, they, 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 I just felt such a depth to you in your prayer and when you were praying. It's not about me. I'm telling you, I believe we got something most people don't have. And if we'll just trust the good news of the kingdom. Nicodemus heard about the kingdom. And he came to Jesus. And Jesus said, Yeah, let me tell you what you got to do to get in the kingdom. But the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, was being proclaimed first. The bottom line is this every single one of us in this place has a responsibility to spread the good news of the kingdom. Is there anybody, and I, 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 this is one thing I probably, if there is, you're probably not going to be willing to confess it and everybody look at you, but is there anybody in this place tonight that you don't have something, something that you know God did for you? God did. It. God did it. If you've got something, and everybody has something, you've got some good news of the kingdom. Yeah, just because you're living in the kingdom doesn't mean life is perfect. Doesn't mean there's no pain. Doesn't mean there's no trials and tests. No did not mean any of that but I gotta tell you I think every day I'm more thankful of the fact that the crazier this world gets I'm glad to know I'm in the kingdom because whatever's happening in my life can only happen with his permission therefore for some reason, for some way, it's for my good. Because the king in this kingdom is unlike any other king. He's a sovereign king with all power, all authority, all ability. And he is a king who is love. So life is not grand. Life is not easy. There's tests, there's there's pain, there's disappointments, there's heartaches, even in the kingdom. But oh, there's no place that's better to be than in the kingdom. I said this to our deacons a week ago in our monthly meeting. JT Pugh, an apostolic pioneer, amazing man of God, been gone for several years now. I heard him one time, one of his messages I was listening to online or something. And he talked about this principle, and it wasn't presenting it as doctrine talked about this principle that he had experienced in his own life that things happened in 7-year increments. And he went through different things that had taken place, one of those being he was he served as the National Home Missions Director. It's now called North American Missions, but at the time it was called Home Missions. He served as the as the director for 7 years. In fact, at the end of those 7 years wanted him to continue on but he said "It's my time's up And when I heard that message I started thinking through my life and there were several very significant milestones in my ministry several of them that were exactly seven year marks so I say that because a couple of weeks ago this is really hard to believe but a couple of weeks ago was seven years for the three congregations as Central, North, and West. Just spent seven years. It's hard to believe it's been seven years. Again, I'm not saying this is a biblical doctrine, but I think it's a principle. Again, I've seen it in my own life. I believe there's a shift that's taken place. We've spent the last seven years, and, and there's still work to be done. There's always work to be done, but we have spent the last seven years focused on on getting some foundational things in place. And as a congregation, one of those primary things being being oikos and our small groups, and and, and another one of those important things being the grow discipleship process, and and some other foundational support things, and, and, and things that are necessary. and I've shared this verse many times but years ago it's the verse I know God gave me and and I've tried to live by it and we'll try to keep living by it but in Isaiah 54 the Lord says enlarge the place of your tent lengthen your cords strengthen the stakes then you will break forth we have a tendency a lot of times and I've done this in my years of pastoring we have a tendency to try to produce the breaking forth why? Because that's what you can see. That's what you can measure. But the promise is if you'll do these things, you will break forth. And I believe we've spent seven years now doing the things that are lengthening the cords, strengthening the stakes, and the promise is will break forth. There are no flyers, there are no cards that are about to be put on the platform. There are no organized outreaches that I'm about to announce. Doesn't mean that this past Friday night there was a service downtown. Don't sit there waiting on that. What would happen if you and I? And I know a lot of you you do this, but what would happen if we would really truly buy in to looking for every opportunity? we can find to spread the gospel of the kingdom when you happen to overhear somebody talking about their marriage that's falling apart spread the gospel of the kingdom well God didn't restore my marriage yeah but you're still here Maybe you need to tell them the whole story. If you get in the kingdom, God can put your marriage back together. But if you get in the kingdom and God doesn't put your marriage back together, it's still the best place to be in the kingdom. Here, somebody just happens to talk about they're battling some kind of addiction. Tell them the good news of the kingdom. Somebody that's brokenhearted, been mistreated, been overlooked, passed by. Do they need to get baptized in Jesus' name? Yes, they do. Do they need to speak in tongues? Yes, they do. But just, just tell them the gospel of the kingdom. Sow the seed. Trust the seed. To stand, if you would. ye therefore into all of Annapolis. Go ye therefore into all of Arnold. Go ye therefore into all of Severna Park, Pasadena, Glen Burnie, Millersville, Edgewater, Lothian, Harwood. Go on down the list. Go ye therefore into all of Anne Arundel County and preach. And again, yes, ultimately the good news is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what provides salvation. That's what provides the deliverance. That, that's what provides all of those things. You don't have to be ready to tell them the whole thing. In the first five minutes you meet them. Share the good news of the kingdom. Father I pray that you would help us tonight Lord I don't think we need to let down compromise in any way what we believe with regards to the new birth with being born again Acts two thirty-eight. I, I don't believe we need to we need to compromise that let down on that one single bit God I pray that you would help us tonight give us a understanding, give us revelation of what it means to spread the gospel of the kingdom not just trying to go around and tell everybody the the plan of salvation but spread the gospel of the kingdom when they're hungry and desiring to know about the kingdom then we can tell them what you got to do to get in the kingdom but help us help us to have the confidence to just, just spread the gospel of the kingdom news of what you've done, of what you can do, God. The good news to those that are hopeless that there's hope. The good news to those that are bound that there's deliverance. The the good news to the captives that they can be set free. The good news to the brokenhearted that they can be healed. The, The good news to those that are bound by guilt and shame that they can be delivered. the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Somehow tonight I pray that you would let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon us in a fresh new way to be a witness, witness of the good news, a witness of the awesomeness of the kingdom, how great it is to live in the kingdom blessings and the benefit of living in the kingdom and the hope that we have in our future because of the kingdom in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus when I think about how he saved Praise me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost. How He healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how He picked me up, turned me around, how He placed my feet on solid ground. about the Lord How He saved me How He raised me How He filled me with the Holy Ghost How He healed me to the uttermost When I think about the Lord How He picked me up turned me around place my feet on solid ground it makes me want to shout hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord you're worthy of all the glory all the all the praise oh it makes want to shout hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise oh it makes me want to shout hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the greatness when I think about the Lord how he saved When I think about the Lord, how He picks me up, He turns me around, He my feet on the solid ground. Oh, it makes me want to shout hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all, of all the glory, glory, and all the honor, and all the praise. makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory,
1: and all, all the honor. The honor.
0: if I believe, I believe and there's some, we've got some very clear words, God has spoken to us as a congregation some of you have got individual promises and there's some things that apply to this church this congregation, but I've had men of God speak to me in a more personal setting, I, I believe we're going to have amazing growth, numerical growth in this congregation I believe we're going to keep having growth to the point you can't fit it not only in this building, but any building in this county. But here's the thing. How content could you and I be to get to heaven and find out that there are hundreds and thousands of people from Anne Arundel County the same time we live and made it to heaven but we're never members here or west or north you see that's another difference between church and kingdom Church is, we gotta all have it here, we gotta get it all here. Kingdom is, doesn't matter what church they're a part of. Long as they get to heaven. I hope and pray. In fact, I'm believing, I'm trusting. I I gotta Brother Ian Glass texted me a week or two ago. Something he felt like the Lord gave him for me with regards to some of these prayer meetings I'm a part of. I believe what he said that God's going to do it. I'm not looking for my expectation, my, 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 uh, my, the way that God's got to do it is not. Bless God. All these churches got to get saved and become Antioch. It's about the kingdom. Truth, yes. Gospel, yes. Preaching the plan, yes, yes. It doesn't all have to come through here. It's about the kingdom. How amazing would it be to get to heaven one day? find out there's hundreds of thousands of saved folks in heaven that you planted a seed in their lives and had no idea. You didn't know. You didn't know the impact it had. But you were willing just to spread the gospel of the kingdom. How hard is it to do that? Not hard. Spread the good news of the kingdom. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Spread the gospel of the kingdom in here. It's already been spread, so I'm not going to keep you any